0: Uh, but we're really uh, 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 an economic driver for the region. We we work with our we have over 23 companies that uh, call the port home right now, independent businesses all trying to do uh, whatever it takes for them to to make some money and and to uh, to meet their business objectives. Um, we've got some big companies, international companies like CMAX Materials, and they import. Bulk material, Uh, bulk um, cement actually comes in from Mexico on a ship and we see about uh, almost four ships a month bringing in about 40,000 tons of bulk cement, which is then taken to the local uh, concrete batch plants and mixed with aggregate and water and it's turned into concrete. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, vital, it's a vital material uh, for the construction industry and for roads and, and pretty much everything. Everybody needs concrete in their life. They might not think about it until you need it. But it's a, it's a very valuable uh, commodity. Uh, as you know, the, the, the construction industry, the, the building boom has been going on for several years now. And so that we've really seen a tremendous uptick in there in their, uh, in their business. Uh, the matter of fact, the ports, the busiest it's been in, um, almost 17 years, as far as the import of materials, we will, our fiscal year is just getting ready to wrap up at the end of September. Okay. And, uh, we expect to uh, be on par with what we were last year, which is about almost 350,000 tons of, of cargo coming into the port or going out from the port. So we're you know we're truly a, a a a like I said an economic engine for northwest Florida
1: through the Gulf of Mexico and I'm reading your website right now it is supportofpensacola.com well, the cityofpensacola.com and you've got so much more going on than people realize and you're so much needed in our community than people realize and um, it's just Everything is coming through the Gulf of Mexico. Like you're about 11 miles from the first seaboy?
0: Sure. So, so the, ability to, the ability for ships to get in and get out from a port is uh, critical because those vessels and those vessel owners are only making money when the ship is going from A to B or offloading cargo. So they really want to get in, offload the cargo, and get out and go pick up another another load of cargo. Kind of like the way an airplane comes in, right. they want the passengers off, they want to get new passengers on the plane, and then they want to take off. They don't want that airplane sitting on the ground. Well, well, well we don't want a ship sitting in port. We want it moving. So uh, every every minute counts. But uh, sure, Gulf of Mexico, I mean we're we're uh, we're a port, we're a there's 16 major ports in the state of Florida of which we're one of them. And so Fun fact: There's 67 counties in the state, right? But there's only 16 ports. So, Escambia County having a deepwater port is, uh, you know, it's a it's a pretty elite company that we keep with, you know, cities like Tampa and Miami and Jacksonville and uh, Port Everglades, which is just north of Miami by Fort Lauderdale. I mean, we are we are we're fortunate to have it uh, in our in our local region. Um, down the road a little bit is is another deporter port, Panama City. Now they're significantly bigger landmass-wise than we are. I mean, 50 acres is pretty small if you think about it. Uh, it doesn't sound small, but uh, it really is for a for a port. I mean, okay. If you're in uh, if you've ever been to L.A. or Long Beach and seen the, the port of uh, those ports of L.A. and Long Beach, they are massive. You can fly. You can it can take you minutes to fly over those ports. But they're large container ports, containers okay. like you see yeah. on the back of trucks. Uh, Pensacola is primarily a bulk port, as I mentioned. The concrete, uh, the concrete that's made from the bulk cement that comes in, we uh, um, you know we concentrate on that. We, we've had lumber in the past, and then we also have another major uh, user, which is GE Wind Energy, right? So there's GE wind, the the uh, wind turbines that are made that turn, you know, wind power yeah, yeah. into electricity. You know, there's a GE assembly factory or pl- facility up off a of Scenic Highway. Yeah. And so you might have seen those big trucks driving the big boxes down Scenic Highway. I have seen highway. those for yeah.
1: years and wondered what that was.
0: That's exactly what it is. They're either being imported from a, a GE facility they have in Brazil that comes to the port, and then they get either put on a truck or a, or a rail, and they head out to a, the big wind energy projects, usually in the Midwest. You might have seen them in Texas or California or Arizona. Uh, they'll set up hundreds of those things, and they'll generate electricity. So um, don't get in front of those trucks. They're really heavy. They weigh almost, you know, close to 300,000 pounds. So uh, be very careful around them. But uh, they're safe. We haven't had any issues with those things. Uh, knock on wood, and they've been operating out of the port for you know over 15 years.
1: It's been that long since I've been seeing them and wondering, what is that? Yeah, there's something you. else. Thank yep. you for answering Absolutely. that question, Clark. I appreciate it. We're talking with Clark from the Port of Pensacola. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel, News Radio 92.3. If you have any questions for Clark, you can text them in at 850-437-1620, 850 850- 437 1620. We're talking about the port of Pensacola and how important it is to our community. We're going to be back right after this.
0: Now it's time for your daily pep talk on News Radio Pensacola. Text in the show at 850 437 1620. News Radio 923.
1: It's the Pensacola expert panel. Our expert this morning is Clark. He is the director of the Port of Pensacola, and we're talking how important the Port of Pensacola is to our community and what good it brings, and the the grinding, the wheels, the things that we don't see and we don't know about that's happening at the Port of Pensacola. That's
0: right, Jan. So uh, um, appreciate everybody being here today and listening. To- us talk a little bit about, about your Port of Pensacola. Um, so 9-11 was a, a transformational event for the entire country and uh, especially ports. And at, at that time, the ports, ports used to be somewhat open. You could drive out on the Port of Pensacola. I've met plenty of people who have, who used to come out there and see the ships come in and uh, conduct business. But since we went to a, a secure facility, you know, it's, it, it it, uh, you really can only get out on port if, if you have a, a, a special credential that you have to get from the government called a Transportation Worker identif- Identification Credential. And um, that basically is a, a super background check, kind of like getting your TSA pre-check. Uh, but, uh, but that allows you to get onto most ports, but then you need to have a reason to get out there. So so we, we at the port uh, and, I, and my staff of about eight people, uh, eight city employees. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, we, we like to have, we like to host groups, come out and do, do tours. Uh, we also like to, uh, you know, I, I do speaking engagements. Now I'm on the radio. So, uh, just to kind of spread the word, to let everybody know that, that, uh, you know, we have 23 businesses that, that independent businesses that, uh, that call the port home. um, as I mentioned previously, big companies like CMEX Materials or Martin Marietta Aggregates—they uh, they import Bahama rock that's used during you know for road construction. And then we also import GE wind energy components. Those come in from Brazil, and the big large cast components come in on a on a on a almost eight hundred foot ship from from Asia, bringing in these large metal cast components that are turned into uh, wind turbines at the at the plant. Up off a of scenic highway, so uh, you know there's a local workforce there that that is reliant on having the, that material come in here. It saves GE money by not having to ship it from somewhere else. So even though we're a smaller port of uh, uh, you know one of the smaller ports in the state of Florida or even along the Gulf Coast, right? I mean we've all been through Mobile and seen the the expansive port complex that Mobile has and. And they're really operating on a different level than Pensacola is. But, but we are a niche port, we like to say. We, we serve our local, uh, you know, our local businesses in the region. Um, but we've got more going on than just cargo activity at the port. We've got, uh, you might have seen in the news recently, the American Magic uh, New York Yacht Club's uh, sailing team that, that is right now in Barcelona, Spain, and is going to compete for the America's Cup uh, next uh, summer, right? So that's the foiling hydrofoil or the foiling monohull sailboat that many of many of you might have seen uh, sailing across Pensacola Bay, and they've been using us as their winter training base for the past. Um, uh, well, this will be the fifth year. Well, they used this us this. This is our fifth year, uh, but. Previous to that, they took one year off in between those five years to to race for the Cup in New Zealand, Uh, but they bring down about 150 people uh, from their operation, which was based in Newport, Rhode Island, but the big news we had earlier this year was their relocation from Rhode Island to the Port of Pensacola to establish a world-class, high-performance sailing training center, and manufacturing facility at the port. So uh, also earlier, well, just recently, the past couple months, we've, we've, re- we've received over $15 million in grant funding from the state, uh, from Triumph, from the governor's job growth grant fund to build them a world-class training facility at the port. We're going to take an existing uh, roughly 50,000 square foot warehouse and modify that to be a, like I said, a world class facility where these these athletes and these these artisans can do bleeding edge development uh, for 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 the sa- for sailing and for for racing. I mean, th- these sailboats go go fifty five miles an hour, okay? You can't keep up with them in a motorboat. it's it, It's really impressive. So that team, once they're done uh, competing for the cup next uh, next summer in twenty twenty four, They will come back to Pensacola and they will move into their facility and they will begin training again. It's the America's cup is on a four year cycle. So after, uh, competing next year, it'll be four years until they, so it'll be 2028 until the next America's cup race is held. Uh, but it's pretty exciting stuff. We're extremely fortunate. Uh, honestly, when they came here and they saw Pensacola Bay, the sailors—I mean, these people have sailed all over the world. Uh, they are the elite of the elite as a sailing. Just think of a a Formula One race car team or a or a top level NASCAR race team. That that's that's where do, that's what you're dealing with—a very specialized sport with uh, significant financial backing behind it. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be something a showcase. For uh, Northwest Florida and Pensacola to have that right in their backyard, so pretty exciting.
1: I have a question from a listener. It's not regarding the sailing. They wanted to know uh, what is the deep, deepest part of the port.
0: Sure. So uh, thirty-five feet. Okay. Thirty-five feet. So, so there's a channel that is, that starts in the Gulf of Mexico. So think of it like a highway. There's a channel that runs from the Gulf of Mexico, that first sea buoy that we're talking about, into Pensacola Bay, past NAS Pensacola, right straight downtown to the port of Pensacola. If you stay in that quote unquote highway or channel, the Army Corps dredges that to thirty five feet. That is our that is what's called our project depth. Okay, that's our licensed depth. Okay. So the federal government will maintain these federal channels to that to that depth, thirty-five feet, Okay. and roughly to two uh, hundred feet wide. Okay. Yeah, a great question. That's a that's that's a great question. Well,
1: uh, we have another one, but we're gonna take a quick break. It's the Pe- Pensacola Expert Panel News Radio ninety two three. We're talking with Clark, the director of the Port of Pensacola. Please text your questions. We want to hear from you. 850 437 1620. We'll be right back after this.
0: You're listening to Pep Talk on News Radio Pensacola. Text in the show at 850 437 1620. News Radio
1: 923. Pensacola expert panel. I'm Jan Casey and our expert this morning is Clark, the director of the Port of Pensacola. He has got so much information to share. I don't think we're going to get it all done today, but we're going to give it our best. And we already have a question, Clark. Are are you ready? Sure. Do ships that come to Pensacola go directly to one destination or do they stop here and then stop multiple other places on their voyages? Yeah,
0: that's a great question. Uh, so every time a ship has to make a stop, it's, it's taking up time and money. So a ship would much rather prefer uh, having a completely full ship go to one place, offload everything, and then go back and get another load. That, that would be the most cost effective for, for the vessel owner. However, most of the time, a ship is making multiple stops case in point is the uh, the ship that brings in our GE wind energy components it typically will stop at let's say at, at Houston and offload some cargo and then come from Houston to Pensacola and then offload the cargo maybe pick up some cargo in both ports so it's it's kind of a shuffling a shuffleboard game they're always kind of moving pieces and and chess pieces of course the ship wants to be completely full at all time because that's where they make their money uh, and they want to be you know offloading that completely full ship as much as possible because that's that's where the money is right very similar to an, to an airplane right you don't want to fly an airplane if you're an airline you don't want to fly it with 3 passengers you want 100 passengers so it's a, it's the same kind of deal in the, in the cargo industry
1: that's it. and is it the same like just anything that has a port even truck drivers it's it's time it's time it's money, mm-hmm. and you want to invest in this and keep moving forward and get it done. Sure.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's a, a, a perfect – you had a perfect example, a truck driver. He wants He wants a load. He wants to drop that load off. He wants to get another load. He wants to go.
1: That's and where the money is. You have right. to – yeah, okay. And they
0: don't want to sit – at some of the larger ports, you have something called dwell time, uh, or a, you know, a truck will have to come in. How long will that truck have to wait before it can pick up their, their cargo load? And that – <clears throat> excuse me, that, that can, that costs them money.
1: Clark, you're going to have to come back. It's just going to have to happen. We just have a couple more seconds. Anything else you want to share with us, where we can go to find out more?
0: PortofPensacola.com. We're also on social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, everything. So uh, appreciate the time today, Jan.